Although as a child, I did have a German Shepherd. So they're not working dogs. We'll get into that. Yeah. What? No, they're not. I thought German Shepherds were well, they're because not, they're guardian dogs. No, no? We'll, we'll get into that when when that their breed group comes up. Welcome to the Woofy Show, the ultimate dog lovers digest. Meet your hosts, Brian and Magda, two dog lovers ready to help you be the best dog parent, unravel the mysteries of canine behavior, and keep you updated on the latest trends in the dog world. This podcast has something for everyone. Get ready for heartwarming stories, expert advice, and a lot of laughs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the Woofy Show. Today, we're going to be talking about the different dog breed groups or dog breed categories. So I'm sure a lot of listeners and viewers will be wondering what those are. Yeah, of course. So, so please explain. That's fine. So what they are, are there a way that, uh, that people will categorize different dog breeds based on their characteristics, traits, and purposes for which, for which they were originally bred for? Okay. So what does that exactly mean? Well, yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's pretty useful for people that might not have a dog yet and they're looking at diff- getting a dog and kind of learning a little bit about what... What traits or what kind of lifestyle they'll fit, depending on um, what their lifestyle is. So it'll help them decide which type of dog is probably best or which type of breed of a dog is is best for them. So um, before we begin, though, we're going to play a little guessing game between the two of us. So we both have three dog breeds uh, written down or in our head and what group they belong to. Now, there are like over 200 or over 250 different dog breeds. I don't even know the official count, but there's yeah, a lot of them. There's a lot. We try to pick like common ones, yeah, so, but still quite challenging. So we're going to uh, take turns. We're going to guess. And, you know, if, if you know the answer, just yell it out at home or at the gym or wherever you're listening or watching this. But play along with us. So Oh, no. But you haven't said, you haven't told oh, us. Oh, yes. What are the main yep. seven uh, dog so breed I, groups yeah. because how are people meant to know this okay fair enough you're right i did i did uh, that one you skipped p- it skipped me so typical the, uh, extrovert talking here the seven so the main seven dog breed groups are uh sport dogs working dogs toy dogs toy dogs herding dogs terrier dogs terrier dogs hound dogs and non-sporting dogs so we're going to do a quick overview of each. Uh, in future episodes, we're going to ha- dive like really deep into um, each group and have a separate episode. So if you want to know more about uh, a specific breed group, then stay tuned for future yeah. episodes. So. I think this episode is just going to be a, like a quick overview, yeah. uh, quick discussion, yeah. nothing too heavy. Well, hopefully not. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll begin with with a dog breed and you have to guess. So yeah. you ready? Yeah. Okay. Go on. Now? Okay. So the first one I think is pretty easy. So we're going to go. The first one is a Brittany. A Brittany. Yes. A Brittany is a sporting dog. Okay. Correct. It's a hunting dog. Yeah. Your turn. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have it written down because I'm just forgetful. I've got a memory of a fish. Uh, Great Dane. A Great Dane is considered a working dog? You are absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. You're going to get one wrong. Come uh. on. People will think we like pre-recorded <laughs> this. He doesn't actually know what type of dogs I have on my list. Yeah, no. So, okay. Mine is a Great Pyrenees. It's the second one. It's a working dog. That's correct. A working dog. Didn't know you were going to do a working dog too, so that's fine. <laughs> there you okay. go. So third this one, is come too on. Easy, stop I know, it. Well, I know because some of the really complicated ones I can't even pronounce them, so I didn't want to pick them. You know, the ones that we don't know of. Um. Okay. So how about a Yorkshire Terrier? Oh, is that not a Terrier group? 
Nope. Is it not? That See, was a no, trick I, that question. Was a trick. Hang on, I have to think for a second. <laughs> no, you are right. Ah, but what it it wouldn't be. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm going to do a wild guess. We're going to say a toy dog. Yes, it is. Uh, But you got it wrong, though. I did get it wrong. I just, as soon as I heard the word terrier, I just instantly thought. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. I'm, like, actually really surprised that Yorkshire Terrier is not a terrier. Yeah. which Why is it in a toy dog? I think it's because of their size, but still. Anyway, so the last one for me, for you, is uh, a pug. Um... Oh. A pug, a pug is actually, so this is a weird one. So okay. a pug is a toy dog. That's correct. But I don't think it should be a toy dog. Well, we'll get into what because a toy dog is. it's not particularly attractive. Well. Toy dogs are meant to be attractive. Yeah, anyway, we'll get into that. But yes, you got three for three. So congratulations. And Okay, you tell me what dog breed group does Cavalier belong to? Oh, that is a... Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Oh, I forget the, I forget the, what's the other group? Not sport dog, not working dog. What's the next group that we're on our list? Non-sporting group? No. The other one. Terrier dogs? There's only seven, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's a toy dog. Is it a toy dog? Yeah. Oh. Which is also weird because it has a spaniel in it. Well, yeah. So, oh, and see, I made, I, I picked really easy ones. I dogs. wasn't, wasn't, didn't well, think was we were going to have a well. university level exam here. <laughs> I was trying to trick you, obviously. Well, you got me. I, I had no idea. And I could have guessed, but I would have guessed wrong. I was thinking of So what was your different. answer? None, None of it? I didn't have an answer. <laughs> Stupid. Next. <laughs> the point was, do we know? And, and like I said, you know, over 200 dog breeds. I, I can't remember them all. So, but that's, that's okay. okay. That was fun. Not for there me. There you but go. You've learned something today. There we go. <laughs> so I guess we'll uh, get started on the first group. So Magda, if you want to start us off. Yeah. So we're going to start with obviously the best group that there is, in my opinion. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing a t-shirt today yep. with a dog taller, because we're going to start off with the sporting dog group, a.k.a. the hunters of the dog world. So uh, sport dogs are primarily hunters. That's what they were bred for. They were bred to work alongside their humans and to help them find, flush out and retrieve um, mainly birds, but also other small animals. Um, So some of the examples of dogs that belong within that group are retrievers, pointers, setters, and spaniels. Okay. So if you notice... That's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Yeah, it's so a broad range from like a yeah a retriever to a spaniel. You know, you think of the golden or the Labrador retriever. Well, some toilet. of them are more domesticated than the yeah. others, right? And but they do share a lot of similar characteristics in terms of like um, like the fur, for instance. So all of the dogs within that group have a double coated coat to help them retrieve things from the water. Okay, so all of them. Yeah. Really? All of them. Even like a lab? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think so. I'm going to now sound stupid yeah. if that's not true. I mean, like I said, we'll be, this is a general I'm check overview, that out, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, they're Fair hunting enough. dogs. Yeah. Okay. No, and that's also, fine. And also all hunting dogs, if you have not noticed, 
have floppy ears in order to help them keep their elements out of their ears oh, when like they are and stuff? hunting through the grass field yeah. or water, right? Well, yeah, like branches and grass. Yeah, and because there's, okay, there's yeah. all the crap on the floor, you know, and yeah. dogs go rummaging through trying to find the, the animals. So it just helps them to keep the stuff away. So it is interesting, though. It's called a sport dog, though. So you would think, like, I know, yeah, they're me- meant for, were bred for hunting, but yeah, you would think sports, which I guess they're also good at. I no, so actually this occurred to me just now okay. that the reason why, well, that's that's not actually official, but this is just my opinion. The reason why they're called sport dog dogs is because they were bred to literally work with the human in order to achieve a common goal, which is exactly what you do when you do sports. It's you and your dog I guess working towards is one thing. I guess hunting is considered a sport as well, well though. Yeah. Like now, like modern it. day yeah. thing. Like people, yeah, it's, I guess, in a sense, depending on what type of hunting you do. Yeah. Our so there opinion, you go. though, we're we not avid hunters or anything. So, yeah, we don't Yeah, know. but <laughs> so because they, they work, like they, they have that trait of working with a person alongside mm-hmm. them. It makes them really good family dogs. Okay. Yeah. Um, because they are very eager to please. They're the type of dogs that are like, you know, oh, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Well, yeah, you think <laughs> of a golden retriever, one or Labrador, which was until recently the most popular dog uh, or pet in in North America until yeah. this year. So, so because okay. they are so eager to please you as your owner, um, they are very easy to train, okay. which yep. is what makes them really good at sports. Yes. So if this is something you want to do with your dog, you know, if you plan on getting a dog and you want to get into sports, obviously get a sporting dog. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're good listeners, I believe. Yeah. I mean, just based on our experience with a sport dog. Um, yeah, she's a very good listener. So yeah, and, and they're also like a really good companions for active families. So that the, those type of lifestyle will fit them best if if they're not then their sporting dog group has tendencies of becoming quite destructive okay our dog doesn't the the (laughs) negatives i guess of of them i mean yeah so we'll be going through a little bit of like a pro and con or a positive thing of yeah so one of the negatives is that it's said that they require daily exercise and mental stimulation which is true, but I also believe that sporting dogs should and do have an off switch, right? So yeah. it's, you know, if we don't do something for the day, it's not the end of yeah, the yeah, world. Exactly. <laughs> I guess it all depends on how you train your dog. It doesn't matter what yeah. breed or group it's in. It's all the yeah, same. So. It's, okay. it's nice to do with them. And like <laughs> it's said that if they don't get that mental stimulation, they don't get the daily exercise, they can become quite destructive. So awesome. that's one of the negatives of this dog uh group okay Perfect. yeah anything else we want to cover on the sporting dog for now just a no. general overview and no, i think that's uh yeah i don't want to go enough. too deep because no, we we'll are get, going to do yeah. you know uh another episodes yeah. going deeper yeah. so that's yeah, i think that's quite the dog nice. we have that's maple so we we kind of understand and that's the lifestyle that we live uh is having a dog like that but that's awesome uh we'll move on to the next one which um is a working dog, which is pretty much exactly what it says. It's a dog that has a job to do. Uh, it's meant to do some sort of task or job. So, for example, it's like pulling sleds or carts. Uh, they guard livestock. Uh, they guard homes, businesses. So think like guard dogs or sled dogs, things like that. 
Um, they also might be used for water rescue or alpine rescue. So like up in the mountains to find lost people. They seem like really useful dogs. Well, they're meant to work. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, they're, they're pretty, pretty crazy dogs. So and give us some examples. So some examples are obviously um, Siberian Huskies, so the sled dogs. Boxers, which is boxers, Rottweilers, Dobermans, which would be more the guard dog. You have Newfies, or like the Newfin, Newfoundland. Newfoundland, what is a Newfie called? Newfoundland. Newfoundland dog, no? Just is that like, what it's called? <laughs> yeah. I just know them as Newfies. I can't remember the official. Yeah, I think it's just Newfoundland. I didn't know if there was anything after that. Which I think those dog. are good for, um, yeah, more of the, the rescuing kind of thing. Um, so depending on which kind of breed you get, they have a lot of different things and their energy levels are dependent on kind of what tasks they have. So obviously something like a Husky or a Newfie probably has more energy than say a Boxer or like a Rottweiler because they're meant to yeah, guard and just kind of yeah stay stationary, you know, and everyone knows whether you watch movies or you always see the beware of dog signs and it's like, yeah, usually a Rottweiler, Doberman, like the, yeah. Not to stereotype, but the scary-looking dogs, because that's <laughs> the point of them, you know, because they are guard dogs. But um, one good thing about them is they are obviously loyal protectors, um, which is good even for families. seen tons of videos, actually, on, I don't know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, of uh, kids that are outside playing, and you'll see, like, a, you know, a stray dog coming and uh, towards the kids, and you'll see, I don't know whether it was a Doberman or Rottweiler coming to, like, you know, stop. I don't know if you've seen any of those videos. No, oh, they're haven't. actually pretty crazy. But I'm not on TikTok I as guess. much as you are. Fair so. enough. But, so you do see a lot of, of, they're more like the guard dog kind of type. But yeah, Rottweilers are apparently like sweethearts with their own family. Yeah. But yeah, they will, they have yeah. tendency well, you know of keeping that other does, dogs um, away and stuff. diving. Funny oh, enough. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's cute. Yeah, he's uh He's <sighs> not scary at all. I his name. <laughs> Same with Dobermans. Yeah. Dobermans are really yes. like calm dogs. But I guess they have yeah, to be trained so to be that obviously they're way. bred for something, but it doesn't mean that you can't use them for something else, which is, again, the other pro is I, they're versatile. Yeah. So I think it's a shame that working dogs no longer really work. Yeah. Well, some of them do. I mean, well, because you have huskies, which are, obviously, if you're in Alaska and stuff like that, they're still mm -hmm. working. But you have, like, the regular families that have huskies. And I know, I've but heard they should make work. them work. Yeah, I know, because they are, like, so, so stubborn. Well, and that's okay. So speaking of stubbornness, that's one of the negatives or one of the cons as uh, they may become very stubborn if they don't have a job. Again, I'm going to go back to social media. The amount of Husky videos I see where the Husky wants to go one way oh, yeah. and the owner wants to go the other way and yeah. the Husky just lies there. They're not small little dogs, you know? Yeah. Um, so. I know, but like I wouldn't think of a Husky to be stubborn though. Oh, they can be. Yeah. I've seen some pretty funny, funny videos. But then they also need consistent training because they are very stubborn. So you kind of have to be like, you know, yeah. on their case all the time to make sure they're training. And then I guess another kind of for more of a of where they fit in and what kind of lifestyle. So because of their size and strength, like most of them, uh, they do require a bit more of a structured home life and then a bit more of a firm mm -hmm. and like fair kind of training kind of regimen. So they do involve a lot more work but in a different way than say a sport dog does so they have so to be would you say like a working dog's not really suited for like a novice owner 
Well, see, it's hard to say that because I know so many people get huskies as their first dog. So I feel like a husky is but weird that it so falls in that category. But then so many owners get huskies and then they put, you know, uh, a harness on it. And then oh, they yeah. wonder why they pull. And it's just like, <laughs> That's literally what duh. they're bred for. Yeah. It's like putting a harness on your on your husky. You're, you're encouraging them to, to pull. To and pull. then you wonder why well, they're pulling. Yeah, that's so true. You have a husky yeah. and you I, pull a harness on it. I forgot about it. that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they are a bit. And because they're bigger, they, they do involve a lot of work. I mean. I can't imagine having a working dog as our first dog. Maybe in the future we could do it. I mean, it's not the type of lifestyle we live. Um, but yeah, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. No. It, so they... Although as a child, I did have a German Shepherd. So they're not working dogs. We'll get into that. Yeah. What? No, they're not. I thought German Shepherds were. Well, they're because not. Because the Guardian dogs, no. no? We'll, we'll get into that when, when that their breed group comes up. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. I was going to catch you out. That's there why I didn't go. want to ask you that on the on our little quiz because I wanted to talk about about them. Actually, <laughs> funny enough, so they are not working dogs, although are they, they are. People think they are, but we'll get to what That's group they belong in. Uh, I want to hear more soon. about it. But well, anyway, yeah, well, well I'll, um, be, I'll be talking about them specifically. Uh, in another group but so uh, is there anything else you would like to share about no, working dogs not really i think that's kind of just a quick summary um like i said they are they are kind of bigger bigger stronger dogs so not meant for everyone but you know if you live that kind of lifestyle or you have that job for them or you want them to guard your home or business or something like that um or you love or a farm would fa- they like guard your yes, farm yes yes so they they can they do um they do guard livestock as well so they're not a herding dog, but they mm. can be the guard dog for the livestock. So, oh. um, yeah, depending on what you need them for. That's so, interesting. Yeah. I didn't think it was. I, it was just like a stupid yeah. question. No, that's okay. That w- it wasn't stupid after yeah. all. There you go. See, <laughs> this is this is why we we've, learning. we're learning. Well, we of course we something. are. And we hope everyone that's listening is learning too, obviously. Yeah. And if we miss anything, you know, again, this is just a general overview. Like I said, we're not trying to target everything. And we know there's dozens more breeds. Right? We're just kind of talking about the popular ones that people would know of. Yeah, those groups, so. I mean, it's useful to know, you yeah. know. Right. So anyway, next dog uh, group that we have is toy dogs, which are basically, aka, the small breeds with big personalities, and they are known to be fashionistas of the dog world. I've never heard that before. <laughs> you were literally when you told they me that, are. I was like, "What?" And I get it, but when you said that, I was like, "That's so funny." I've never, I've never heard that, but it, but it makes sense. But I guess because we're not in that world with, with what we have so i didn't know that so. well there you go now you know yeah um but we do take care of little maltese yes. and she always has something on her like a little jacket oh or yeah a little sweater, sweater. And, yeah well it's winter <laughs> too so obviously well, it makes yeah, sense it is so like i don't judge yeah. because it's winter but yeah. <laughs> at least she's not wearing That's little true. booties or anything like that not yet not anyway yet. Yeah. she's only a puppy so so anyway toy dogs were some of them were bred actually to catch small rodents However, most of them were purely bred to be pampered and to be your lap dog. That's literally the job, well, yeah, to look pretty and just sit on your lap. Well, that's what you see. You look at, uh, I mean, this is making going back in the day, but like Paris Hilton who had the, I guess it was a chihuahua or something like that. Yeah, and you always I see think the, she has like actually, so I heard recently, I didn't know about this, but there's a rumor that she has cloned that chihuahua couple wow. times I, mean, I don't know if it's true okay 
Yeah. But yeah. Interesting. It's like a statement yeah. dog. But yeah, they're yeah, I guess they're considered like the the handbag dogs or purse dogs. Not all of them, I guess. Yeah. But. So they were meant to like literally the the reason why they were bred and like I guess certain things were selected within within those dogs is to to look as appealing as possible. So that's that's just funny. So one of the, you know, I don't know how appealing chihuahuas are, like they're not particularly beautiful well, in our opinion <laughs> but no that's yeah, just or us. pugs yes which is not yeah you wouldn't consider a pug like a, a handbag yeah. dog or something well, like that pugs chihuahuas pomeranians uh toy poodles yeah and maltesers crested chinese crested dogs okay. they're all is toy dogs Shitsu, a toy dog uh Do you yes okay yes growing up as well where shih tzu yeah so I couldn't yeah, that makes Which sense. makes sense. Yeah. They were literally just like a long I can't hair. remember her being so small, but because I was really I young. Know. So it's like, you know, when you think of toy dog, yeah, you think this little thing, like the little Maltese you can pick yeah. up with a finger, to be honest. So I was like, I remember my Shih Tzu and I thought she was kind of big, but maybe because I was like seven years old. But I thought my Shih Tzu was quite big. So maybe it's just because we were quite small. Apparently maybe not. We haven't seen one in a while, actually. So. I think I've I think seen it's all one the not fur, too long ago. Or the hair or whatever yeah. they have. I think that's what makes them. Seem like I don't big. actually think shits just have fair technically. Hair, yeah. I think it's hair. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure, we'll get into that <laughs> in the future. But yeah, <laughs> so. well, the the main characteristics is obviously that they are uh, super playful and cuddlesome. So they would literally be quite comfortable and content just to sit around with you all day and not quite do much. To be yeah. honest, I guess they don't involve um, a lot of. Although they do have quite lively and like upbeat personalities, yes, uh, but they just like not really into you know going for large hikes or anything like that or having a job. It's not really in there. No, I mean yeah, our shit too. We would just like walk around the block, and that was enough. That was hard for her. You know? Oh yeah, I used to just go outside, you know, a couple of times, like literally ten minutes, yeah. and that was that was okay for her. <laughs> Which is, you know, so they're a very low maintenance dog and perfectly suited for apartment living. They're also really good, like novice dog owners. So if you. Oh, for like a first dog? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Pretty low maintenance. Um, So, and and their job in general is, is the biggest job that there is for a dog, which is to be a great companion. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's basically like I'm actually like quite jealous over toy dogs because I wish sometimes that I could flip my fingers and turn Maple into a toy dog so I could just carry her with me at all times, just put her in my pocket and you know take her. I to know. Yeah, you go to like a grocery, grocery store, store or whatever, or certain, or you go to shopping and you'll see them like in people's jackets yeah. or something like that, and, and it's I'm like, like I'm it's adorable. So jealous. Yeah. Like part of me doesn't agree with it. Like uh, you know, it's there's a sign on a door saying no dogs allowed. Yeah. Why do you have a dog in your coat? But Part of me is like jealous. Like, <laughs> I really want to do that yeah. as well. I want to take my dog to grocery yeah. store, you know, and I'd want to just take her out to all these places where dogs are not allowed. So, yeah, that's that's one of the, I guess, advantages of a toy dog. Yeah. And the disadvantage is connected to that is the fact that they are pretty fragile. So, you know, if you accidentally drop it or, you know. Or they, like, jump off a surface that's too high up. Yeah. 
They yeah. can very easily break themselves. Well, the Maltese that we dog sit sometimes. Yeah, she's just like, you just... But she's crazy. Yeah. She has like so much energy and I'm like, oh my God, I'm worried you're going to break like yourself. Fall down the she's stairs so or something. I know, you like pick her up and it's like, what? Like, I'm scared. I know yeah. what you mean. And then, well, but also our dog is like a miniature tornado. So it's a bit different. We're yeah. Sort of run right into the wall by accident and be like, yep, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, if that Maltese run into the wall, yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people have toy dogs as their first dogs. And like I said, or like you said, they are becoming probably a lot more yeah. popular. Is, yeah, because I think it's because all the houses are getting smaller now. Do you know? Because I don't know. Oh, God, this is going to be a, a difficult question. question. And, and let us know in the in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. Is a Frenchie considered a toy dog? Do you know if no. it's popular? Okay. No. Because I know those are becoming very popular because they're a lot smaller yeah. and all of that, so I wasn't sure. But Frenchie is a technically a non-sporting dog. Oh, it's okay. not a toy it's dog. Okay. I think it's because maybe their size, they're quite bulky. Well, yeah. Well, and they're bulldog. more of a bulldog, right? Yeah. And bulldogs are non-sporting okay. dogs as well. I was just trying to think of like a popular dog breed that people are getting. That yeah, they don't technically dogs. belong to the toy dog group, but it's a very valid question. Probably good for people that have, I mean, like us, you know, I guess as kids, we wanted a dog. So it's a safe bet when you're like, mm, I don't know if we can handle a dog. So let's just get, you know, let's get if, a, if you're a someone who like didn't want <laughs> as an adult and you're like, I don't really want a dog, but I think it would be good for my kids. Then yeah, they probably get a toy dog. I think my parents never really wanted one. We got yeah. one because our uh, uncle was the one who had Shih Tzus and they had puppies. Well, that's the thing. You don't really... Toy dogs are really trainable, to be honest. Yes, but they're very clever, but the type of people that get the toy dog, you know, the, they don't really want to or have the time well, because they live that, yeah, yeah they live they that busy lifestyle. So they want a low maintenance dog that they don't really have to teach anything, but it's still that companion. Yeah, and it's good, I guess, for the kids because then it like teaches them yeah. to responsibility. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. But it if does. you think about it, a lot of poodle, like toy poodles, they're they're performing dogs they perform a lot of tricks and they're in circus as well quite often you find poodles doing various tricks like on a ball and stuff right Uh, or like pushing a pram or something like a a, stroller a stroller yeah Yeah, sorry (laughs) for the north american (laughs) listeners a stroller for the uh, european or uk yeah So, so they are trainable as long as you don't mind bending down all yeah. the time to treat them, you know, <laughs> because they're so tiny. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. And uh, another con, I guess, to that uh, dog group is the fact that quite often toy dogs tend to think that they are bigger than they actually are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're like, you know, they could develop a small man syndrome. And basically just try to go after bigger dogs or yeah. like be a bit yappy towards them, which then could turn into some accidents because, yeah. you know, they could get attacked by like a slightly bigger dog and get, you know, fragile dogs. They could end up in a vet hospital or whatever. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's one of the disadvantages. Yeah, that's a good point. Teach your toy dog to yeah. basically Yeah, do basic obedience. all well. the dogs of all, all sizes. All dogs, you should be doing <laughs> basic obedience. exactly but no they get scared right because there's a bigger dog and maybe that dog doesn't know how to behave around toy dogs or whatever so that's another reason why we do get some of the toy dogs to play with maple so that she knows that this is a smaller dog or Mm. i know how to play with it because she did think 
at the start that this little Maltese was was a toy. Yes. <laughs> she was like trying to grab it. I'm like, Stop. Well, she's smaller than some of her toys. Maple's not even a big dog, but yeah, she, she has bigger toys than that but dog. She, but she like started to get down to her level and really like interact on. That's bigger than. Yeah, I know it is. She's awesome. tiny. Yeah. So that that's it about the toy dogs. Okay. Um, yeah. Great dogs. Yeah, great dogs for first-timers, but uh, yeah. All right, let's talk about the next group, which is, I believe, herding dogs. Yeah. So the next group we'll be talking about are herding dogs. So they uh, were bred to control a variety of livestock. So to herd things like sheep, cattle, things like that. They uh, are always on the move and in pursuit of their duties. So they're very kind of like active dogs and are constantly trying to do something. Herding dogs are basically tireless that crave attention all the time. I mean, we've seen a lot of herding dogs that are just like... Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's true for all herding dogs, but I know that some Aussies really do have some serious separation anxieties and like they're like Velcro dogs. And then they're also very extremely intelligent, like well, certain ones especially, and very agile. So you do see them in... All the time. Agility. Literally, uh, agile agility, you know, that's what they're bred for. To sense. be honest, in here in Calgary, like, I don't see too many Border Collies. I see a lot of uh, Aussie Shepherds. Yeah. So, those are two of the examples that we'll go into. Sorry. So, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Border Collies is one that's popular. Uh, Australian Shepherds, Australian Cattle Dog. I mean, hence the names, uh, in yeah. a sense. But, now this is the interesting part. So, Belgian Malinois... And German Shepherds are considered herding dogs. What? But they're commonly only used for police, like police force. Yeah, like you that's were bringing what I up. thought. And so, but that's what it's kind of meant. They're meant to like, I guess, chase down. The bad like guys. find things. And yeah. so it's very interesting. So I know they, they're not herding dogs. So, or not, sorry, working dogs. But herding dogs only became, this is a quick fact, but herding dogs became an official group in like the 1980s. Oh, so, so before that, herding dogs used to be working dogs, but they created a new category for them. And funny enough, they put the Malinois and German Shepherds. In, in that group? In that group. No way. So it is weird. I don't know why. Because I double-checked Are that. Are you sure? Because when we were talking about it the other day, uh, we were we thought German Shepherds were in the working dogs group. So yeah. then I was doing some research. So on the AKC website, and, uh, and the CK, well, I'm pretty sure the CKC website as well, when you when you click the category of uh, herding dogs, yeah, German Shepherd is under there, but they're not under working dogs. Wow. So, yes. So, very interesting. Um, I would have never thought that a German Shepherd is like... Well, see, I was going to quiz you on that. it's a shepherd, which makes sense. Oh, okay. Yes, there you go. Australian Shepherd, right? The, the Shepherd. Yeah. So, like, it, it does make sense. Yeah. But, like, in my mind, when I think of a German Shepherd, I think of, like, a police dog, right? A dog that... Yeah, so they're not in the sense know, of, like, It's hurting. a sniffer dog as yeah. well, right? So, but they're also used um, to guard um, the livestock. Yeah. So that's kind of where their work in a farm would be, mm. would be like to, yeah. I have never seen a German the, Shepherd, like, maybe trying to else. hurt the no, sheep. No, they wouldn't hurt them, but they watch them. So they, yeah, maybe they like hang, out, dogs. hang out outside of the barns and, or wherever yeah. they leave their livestock. Wow, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so that's why, I was, I, that's why I didn't want to use that as one of my quiz questions, because I knew, we, I knew we would have got it wrong, but then I didn't want to explain why you got it wrong until yeah, we got to it. that makes sense. Because I would have, yeah, that would have been a trick <laughs> there. Um, 
But then You also, know there's like over 250 breeds oh, you could yeah. have used, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but then one interesting thing. So their herding instinct is like so strong, the herding part of the dogs, not the German shepherds, uh, that they're known to herd like family members and especially children. So you see things where, you know, someone who has a bunch of kids, they'll try to, you know, circle it's, around them all the time yeah, and keep no, them together. I actually, so I had a friend back in England that had a border collie. And when we used to, you know, we would sometimes go out and I would walk this dog with her. And the border collie would literally run and then come back and then run and come mm-hmm. back all the time and was driving her crazy. She was like, just go, just go straight, just go ahead of us. Oh, but wow. no, it would just like constantly circle and try yeah. to get you to go, a, you know, towards yeah. a certain way. So yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. But does that mean that they might not be suitable for families with kids? Well, it depends on, they got to be well-trained. So I guess we'll do the one of the negative things, the cons of them first, and to be on that topic. So yeah, one of them is they may try to hurt people, and then they need a lot of mental stimulation to stop it. So I think the Australian cattle dog, I think the way that one herds is they like nip at the, the feet of, of cattle and, and you know things like that. Yeah, so, they're a little bit more aggressive so, when it comes to herding. Yeah, so they get closer and that's how they get it. So there's the there is the kind of danger. And again it's nipping, it's not biting or anything like that. Yeah. But there is that it's problem like that they might be nipping at it. So they definitely need that that stimulation you know they need the physical they need the mental they constantly need to be doing something that's probably why a lot of trainers have those type of dogs which is they're very trainable yeah they're very (laughs) very trainable but so i don't know if you were at that class so um the topic of one of them not like a border collie or aussie when um maple was in a fly ball class one of the ladies had a uh, belgian malinois yes and so that dog was so crazy and full of energy that uh, the the lessons we were doing was them jumping over the four jumps yeah. from the ball, but because this this uh, this woman it was her husband that mainly controlled the dog, uh, so they had to block off a whole corner of the the training facility, because if that yeah. dog got loose, they it was he was so you hard to catch. You would have not been able to catch she. him. And and so all he did, and he just ran around in, in circles. circles, ran in around circles. in circles. Like that's it how you crazy. know you have a herding dog. Yeah. it's the it's the circles. It Constant. was just it was like <laughs> it was it was so like kind of funny to see. But I'm just like, and we were talking. We know uh, well, I don't know them, but we've seen a, a couple of them in dock diving as well, and they're just like they are crazy. crazy. They are crazy, very like high energy, a lot of work dogs. I mean, not not for us, but. I guess a pro with them is they are obviously very active family members. They, you know, lots of people that do have border collies and Australian shepherds. They're just so lovable with, with families. Mm-hmm. I know we've boarded or not boarded. Oh, yeah, boarded in we daycare boarded a couple of Aussies, of Aussies. And they're just yeah. like the most loving kind of family they members ever. smile, yeah. the Aussie smile. Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. I know the one <laughs> That's there. like uh, it's showing teeth, yeah. like very prominently, almost as if they're, they're about to like, yeah. it looks quite aggressive I to know, be but honest, then once but you it's realize, not. It's like, yeah, it's adorable. And it's just her like smiling. It's the Aussie smile. Yeah. It's so cute. And then they have great agility, obviously, which is they're just very agile. They're very quick. They're very good at obviously sports, which again, as you see a lot of them in sports and yes a lot of trainers have them because they are very easy especially at border collies specifically i think they're one of the the most, most like intelligent, intelligent yeah dogs, i think they're the most intelligent collies. breed and the easiest to train but involve a lot of work 
It's that's not true. just a train and let alone. It's Which like is perfect constant. for trainers, well, right? Well, yeah, that's their, that's their job. I still think it's cheating, though. Yeah. I mean, Try yeah. get trainers to, you know, have a pug and do all these crazy things. <laughs> well, or, yeah, or I guess. A, or a Yorkshire Terrier or that's a Westie, true. right? That's true. Well, yeah. So, um, you don't see those a lot. But anyway, talking about Westies, uh, are we okay to move on? Yes, yeah. So, terriers? I mean, that's herding dogs. You know, a lot of people do know they're quite popular. Um, but yeah, I guess for lifestyle wise, it's just lots of space. They need a lot of space. They're not an apartment dog. Sport dogs, you can kind of get away with a little bit of maybe living in a condo or something like that. But a herding dog, you need a yard. You need access to um, dog parks or something like that. Like They need a lot of space and a lot of exercise. So yeah. they're not meant for... Um, I mean, they can be first-time owner dogs. I know people that have Australian Shepherds. I guess, first you know, dog, like, any dog can adapt to certain situations, but really, if you want to keep that breed happy, yeah. then, you know, just, just take it out. Let it run. Well, so the Aussie that we have uh, did daycare, they hardly walked her. Do you remember he said? He's like, oh, yeah. we, talk her, we take her for a walk a couple times a week. So we're like, this poor dog, it's like, not that it it's gets shoved in a, in a crate or, you know, no, kind of, like, they have a backyard, they got, you know, but it's just, they don't like actively. So we always take, take her to the mountains every time we have her. Yeah. Because it's and just, she's so excited. Yeah, she yeah. like, she, she has a harness, which I don't oh, agree yeah. with. <laughs> and like, your yes, arm both. is hurting Well, they don't so walk bad. her very much, but it's interesting yeah. though. So like. Yeah, you can, you know, like I said, they, he has, they have kids and all that. So, they're, yeah, they're great yeah, family companions. So, but they, they can adapt to, like, a family environment and be good with yeah. kids and yeah. stuff. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all for herding dogs for, for this episode. So, we'll move on to the next one if you want to. So, terrier dogs. Terrier dogs are... Crazy! The rascals of the dog world. They're... The is that like an official thing? Rascals of the dog world? No, this is oh, just okay. my thing. Okay, That's why I call them. I call them the <laughs> rascals just because they're like... That's what they are, yeah, okay? <laughs> so they were bred originally to chase and dig after small rodents and like small animals and stuff. So uh, like rats, mice... Snakes, okay. maybe. I don't know. Anything yeah. small in the ground, yes. that's kind of their territory. Um, so, yes, uh, they range in sizes and shapes, but they all kind of have this really feisty personality to them. Yeah. That's something that they share. Yeah, and they're quite mischievous. Okay. They will really test you, <laughs> which is really interesting. Um, but they also have this en energetic kind of nature. So, you know, they're very happy dogs. They're not just little, you know, I want to say, what's the different word for like rascal? They're, little they're not rascals. just little terrors. Terriers. Terrors, <laughs> terriers. That's good. There you go. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so they they are actually trainable and highly intelligent. Mm -hmm. It's just they're kind of like. Let's say there's a sporting dog and they're like, oh, tell me what to do. I want to please you. I want to do what you tell me to do. Yes. And the terriers are like, um. Did you say something? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, okay, oh, yeah. uh, you not can tell them to do something, but they're going to be like, oh, I'll think about so it. So not stubborn, <laughs> but just don't want to listen in a sense. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit like that. So they, they're like independent, independent like thinkers. Yeah. 
kind of like rebellious at yeah. times. So actually, this one time I was talking to a woman at a dog show, and she had a rat terrier. Oh yes. And she said to me that try to get a terrier to do anything, you'll be very lucky because they're just like. One day they can wake up and be like, nah, not happening. Yeah. I'm not doing anything that you say. They just have this selective hearing and, you know, they're their own mind, basically. Yeah. So quickly to go back, so I just want to elaborate a little bit. The, the first point, the the um, kind of, not hunting, but the, the digging. Yes. So they did. That's a I big think disadvantage that's that of having I didn't know, but then once I kind of found that out i was like okay it makes sense from the terriers i've seen yes so basically if you have a pretty backyard do not get a terrier (laughs) because they will they have this really deep desire to dig it's just something that's ingrained in them in all the the terriers as well Yeah. yeah so they want to find you know Maybe even little bugs and stuff. Maybe that's what they, you know, they're after too. Yeah. So, yeah, do not get a terrier if you have a pretty backyard. You okay. might want to put all your plants up <laughs> somewhere. But that also brings me to uh, another thing with terriers is that they they may not get along with other pets in your house because if you have birds or little, you know, yeah hamsters or whatever they will want to chase it and probably kill it (laughs) so uh, they have this really strong prey drive so quite often it's important to teach your terrier not to chase everything that moves uh, because they will want to that's just something that's ingrained in them right and also they tend to be quite territorial so they will guard like their space and yeah. their people all the yeah. time. So that's another disadvantage of terriers. I mean, not all of them are like this, yes. but this is just like a general, yes. <laughs> I guess, of what terriers are like. Um, but I guess a, uh, like an advantage of it is that they're they have this love for life and they're super energetic but in a small package yes which is nice yeah. <laughs> it's like okay i have this you know super lively and energetic dog that i can train um but they're smaller yeah. than other dogs a lot easier to take around with you or yeah. you know okay but i yeah. wouldn't say that the type of dogs for like uh for someone who wants like an easy dog yeah no i knew growing up i knew this they're quite kid, stubborn they can when I be was younger and you would go to the door and ring the doorbell and just within a half i don't even think you would ring the doorbell and it would be right there barking jumping at the door <laughs> and all but then you would go in and it was just like the the nicest friendliest dog but it was yeah. just like like who's there who's there who's so there so you ah, also you know. don't see terriers Often as part of uh, the obedience competitions or like training, you don't really see them because it's so very hard to get a terrier to be obedient to you. Yeah, they could be great one day and then the next day be like, no, not feeling it. Like they're loyal dogs and they will love you. It's just they kind of like just their own, they like to do their own thing. (laughs) So it's it's like hit and miss with them, I think. Yeah, awesome. But yeah, I, I forgot to mention the examples. Oh, yes. So some of the examples of terriers is like Jack Russell, yeah. Bull Terriers, yep. Amstaffs, um, Border Terriers. Yeah. Anything terrier, really, Except just not Yorkshire Terrier. Yes. 
so yeah those, those are the dogs okay. so like as you can see they're kind of all different sizes and different shapes and sizes yeah. um but they they all kind of have those personality oh. traits interesting yeah, not a dog for me, to be honest. But that's just again based on our no. opinions, not kind of. What I we don't want. have the patience yeah. for it. Like you just need a lot of patience for these type of dogs. Well, like I said, we wanted one to take on hikes and to do activities with. So yeah, that's I mean, I guess they could. They could like they're up for doing anything yeah. with you, Terriers. That's true. Um, guess so we shouldn't yeah. judge. We don't have one, so we don't know. Yeah. So. But from what I know, from what I've heard from like other people that have them, they always make a joke about. Like, yes, they do. Just, they do actually. Just how like you know disobedient it's they like, are. It's like oh, don't get one. Testing but your patience and things like that, like rascals yeah, yeah. and you know little terrors. Yeah. Well, and they're like, <laughs> oh, you don't get one, but then they'll get another one a month yeah. later, kind of thing. Because they're like love lovable terrors, yeah. you know. Yeah. Sometimes a bit of terror is not such a bad thing. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all about terriers from me. Okay, perfect. We'll move on to the next one. Okay, so let's continue to our second to last uh, dog breed group. Yeah, which are the hound dogs or the hound dog group. So uh, hound dogs are known for their exceptional tracking ability. Uh, so they're also kind of, well, not kind of, they are considered hunting dogs. And they were considered the very first hunting dog. So obviously we know sports dogs are hunting dogs, but hound dogs started as hunting dogs first, but more of the tracking side than the retrieving side, like yeah. retrievers do. That's interesting. I didn't know that, actually. But I, what I do know is that hound dogs' smell is actually 40 times more sensitive and, like, better than our smell. That's crazy. I mean, I believe that because that's what they're meant for. So that kind of... Um, puts them in those kind of two brackets that they fall in and one is they hunt by uh, sight so they have extremely good sight or they hunt by scent so not all of them will go by the scent depending on which which breed it is uh, a couple examples are bloodhound coonhound and beagles and i think beagles are probably the most popular and foxhounds yes pretty there, much I think there's it, a lot I of think hounds it has a hound in the name <laughs> um, don't quote me on that because obviously like the terrier incident but <laughs> Yeah, most of the hound dogs are under that category. And and again, as we were mentioning, beagles, which are more popular. They're a lot more popular pets than um, hounds. A lot of people that do have hounds actually hunt, and they use them for their tracking ability. Um, which is weird, because technically a dash hunt is cons considered a hound. Yes, I think they are. Are they under that? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I know we were looking hound, that up. I think yeah. that means a hound. Yeah. Um, but they're like just so small. Yeah. You wouldn't think of them to be a hound and to have such a great like tracking ability. Yeah, I guess. But that's the thing. It doesn't matter the size because they're not chasing things. They're finding things. Yeah. They're like finding the tracks. They're they're seeing things. So. So yeah, that's one of the pros of them is they they're excellent scent tracking so if you ever do scent detection or anything with your with your dog that's what they're good for um i imagine they're good at uh, potentially like kind of drug sniffing dogs i would assume yeah working at there. airports and stuff yeah um one but of the bad oh sorry go ahead also what i heard about well dashons are like incredibly just interesting dogs on its own shape and everything yeah. uh but apparently they're not 
apartment dogs. Even though their size is so small, they're not meant for apartments. Oh yes, you were telling. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day, actually, and it was quite surprising because everyone sees them as like cute little small yeah sausage dogs well, or wiener they're dogs. Not meant to be living yeah. in apartments, technically. Yeah, I think like what they're originally uh, bred for was was not to be kind of yeah enclosed, in confined, yeah, space. confined space. Yeah, um, but hound dogs can be very stubborn. Uh, they also have a very strong prey drive, so they're not meant to ever be like walking off leash, because if they pick up a scent or see something, they're gone. Because yeah. that's what they do, and so they're not very good because they, they don't know what they're going to smell. They could be a, a rabbit or any sort of thing. Uh, depending wow. on, like so, an open off leash area. It's not good to have them off leash because their instincts will take over. Just yeah. like, I guess, some other, like, herding dogs or whatever, if they see things to herd. I or... guess it's, like, trainable to a certain extent, right? Yeah, But, so... like, the instinct will always win. Like, that's the thing, the, the nature versus nurture, yeah. right? But so that's it... for another episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but then you need a lot of patience in training them. So because they are so ingrained, and I feel like... A bit like Terry's. Well, and I feel like now this is, this is just my speculation that they... I think because they're not as popular, I don't think they're as they're as domesticated as a lot of the other groups. Yeah. Because you don't see a lot of people that have hound dogs as pets. It's like farmers that have them for hunting. Mm. It's other than beagles, but still, you know, we don't know too many people have them. So I think that's why they're really hard to train because they're they still I think have a lot of their their original like primal like, yeah, sort of kind instincts, of instincts and characteristics in from from you know hundreds of years ago or you know whenever they, yeah they came well to that's be, so. that's how you preserve the genetics yeah. right and the the standard of the breed yeah. is to do that because even when you go to like you know obviously we've been to dog shows you don't see too many of them at dog shows either to i be have like, never seen a bloodhound no. at a dog show i've seen beagles yeah before. that's why i think the beagle is this way it's probably the most popular popular and the most like domesticated yeah, you're version right. i've not actually seen too many hounds no so i think that's kind of maybe why because they're not, like you can't really make them do what they don't yeah. want to do <laughs> yeah they're not as domesticated i don't think um and imagine imagine a hound with all these other dogs with all the smells they'd go crazy yeah they would just pick or up just the seeing smell things. in the grass or something and just you know off yeah we go. so it takes a yeah i think they obviously be are good for the people that want them for the reason they were bred for and it's like tracking yeah not just hunting depending on the type of hunting like you wouldn't get them to go and lure birds out for you yeah, but, but if you're trying to like find something police people like policemen use hounds well um, yeah for to like scent. find uh, like lost people yeah. and stuff yeah. like that i see them on tv all the time because i'm really into true crime so yes. like obviously you see yeah. hounds on there well, that's to, what we're talking about we don't find... see that's what we said and i was like i don't really see them and you're like oh i see them on tv a lot and i guess those are the type of shows you watch yeah um so uh, yeah so that's a very interesting one uh, again, we not too much information on them because I guess, like as I mentioned, they're not as domesticated, so yeah, there's not as much information widely available. Which, but we will be diving deeper into it, and we'll be doing some research. And if anyone's listening has a, a hound dog and want to give us some insight, yeah. then please. There's like, one interesting fact that I heard from one person that I spoke to is that they would never get a hound because apparently hounds like are more prone to eating poo. Oh. That's an inch. I mean, I don't. Which we, okay. I don't know if it's true if or whether that knows. was just one person's speculation about the the hound group in general. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's just something quick. You know, I'm I've curious. Heard. So if you are watching this on YouTube, or even if you're listening to this and you want to head over to the YouTube video, 
Uh, leave a comment below. I'm, I am curious. Is that a thing? Because that's 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 a strange statistic. I mean, statistic. I know all dogs do yeah, well, tend to eat poo from time to time or whatever, which is gross, but it's just a normal thing. That's interesting. But, but I heard that hounds specifically are more prone to okay. it. I'm, okay. I don't know. And that's <laughs> that's interesting. But on that note, I guess we'll uh, end the, the hound group. If you want to move on to the yeah. last one we'll be speaking about today. Uh, so the last group is a non-sporting group, which is technically known as the other. So... That's what I called it, a.k.a. Okay. the other. <laughs> so it's basically when the breed doesn't quite fit into any other, other groups. Yeah. Um, so you have like all sorts of diverse spectrum of breeds in there. And one of the most famous ones are Frenchies, Bulldogs, Chow Chows, Dalmatians, um, even Boston Terrier. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. It's not okay. a terrier. They're yeah. technically a non-sporting group. I'm not entirely sure why. Like, this is all very interesting. And also poodles. Like, a stand-up poodle. Yes, yes, yes. Which is also odd to me because poodles have a coat that's meant for water. Mm. Like, they're technically water dogs from what I read. Um, so, I would think they would be a sporting dog since they have some of these characteristics, but maybe they don't quite fit into that group, which is why thing, yeah. they're put into other. So, I think that's what the non-sporting group is. It's like they don't have any strong char- characteristics for that one group, but they might have, for example, the, the kind of waterproof coat, but they don't really have the hunting prey drive that a yeah. sporting dog would, so it doesn't make sense. Um, and then, for example, some of the dogs you might think were toy dogs, because they're small, but they're not really. So they don't quite fit into that group fully. So they're put into the non-sporting group. Yeah. So I guess what makes it interesting is that this this group of dogs, the, the other, is kind of like a clean slate. Like you can make it do anything. You can train it to do anything. Yeah. They're kind of like... They're not really meant for one thing yeah, okay. in particular. So they could be, you know, a good family dog if you train it to be that way. Or they could do certain sports mm-hmm. if you really wanted to do those things. Um, so that's quite a, a, a positive thing about... We know that uh, Boston Terrier that does uh, dock diving. Yeah, very they weird. Like, they love it. They, his, but his it's not a sporting just, dog. Like, it's it not a toy dog. It's, it's just the, the other group yeah. that is so... Yeah, so it's like a quite individualistic uh, group of dogs yeah. that just have different characteristics. They don't really fit into a, a certain box, yeah. let's just say. And I guess they come in obviously all sizes, so they can be small, like yeah. toy style to large dogs. So yeah, like a standard poodle, yeah. like it's quite large. Yeah. Also Dalmatians are, you know, medium size to large um, breed. Um Bulldogs can be, you know, big. They can be small. I'm surprised. I would have thought a bulldog, yeah, would have been under like that. But they make, um, in general, like it's very hard to generalize this dog group because it's so diverse. But uh, oftentimes they make like good watchdogs, let's say. Yeah. So they can like guard or watch over things like watch your property, for instance. Um, But also makes it uh, like an advantage of, this dog breed group is that they're they're very adaptable 
Yeah. So they can adapt to different situations, you know, um, which is uh, which can fit quite various uh, lifestyles. So if you know, like for instance, if you are gone away from home for eight hours a day, like you would probably get a dog that's either a toy dog or maybe a non-sporting yeah. dog. Because so if you do work a lot outside from home, like you wouldn't get a herding dog or a sporting dog mm-hmm. because those dogs are high maintenance, whereas these are possibly less. Like yeah. you can make it adapt well, to I, your living situation. And I guess it's one of those things if like, you know, if you're thinking of getting a dog and none of the groups we already talked about resonated with you or like none of them were like, that's the kind of dog I want, then that's where the non-sporting group would, would fit you, which is, again, dozens and dozens of, of dog breeds oh, have yeah. fallen under there, that. There's so many. <laughs> but one of the, I guess, disadvantages of it is that... Um, there could be potential health issues due to the, the diverse genetic backgrounds. So those dogs were were kind of so so it's interesting because non-sporting group doesn't actually include mixed breed dogs. So there are purebred yeah, so dogs this is all purebred, with yes. diverse genetic backgrounds. Yes. So quite often these dogs do have certain um like pre pre-assigned health problems that could arise when they're older. Okay, just based on that, yeah. Okay. Like ge- their genetic yeah. background and how they were bred. Uh, so that's that's one of the cons of this group. But in in it's it's very hard to talk about it because it's so diverse. Well, it's so diverse, yeah. It'd be very hard. I mean, we'll try to have an episode specifically on non-sporting dogs the best we can, but... That's the thing. It's you're really just talking about all the other groups yeah, combined, that don't fit into but not the fully. Boxes. So it's just a mess. Yeah. Without yeah. <laughs> it's the other. They are those, which isn't a bad thing. Like no, don't think like we're not the, making it sound like the, oh, you have a non-sporting dog. It's just no. They no. just like they they can adapt yeah. to to anything, right? So you said the Frenchie is under the mm-hmm. non- and see. So that's funny. That is now officially in the United States the most popular dog. It has dethroned the Labrador Retriever who held that spot for like I don't know twelve years, twenty years. I can't remember. Such a long time. Yeah. So. Um, it's starting to become because just people's lifestyles are changing. So a lot more non-sporting dogs are becoming more popular because people don't have their giant houses with huge yards. Yeah, and a lot of people work a lot and Frenchies are lower maintenance than a sporting dog, so just a Labrador. (laughs) So uh, that's what makes them good, right? And Boston Terriers as well. They can probably be left alone most of the time if this is what you adapt them to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's there's not much to say about. It, well, there's a lot to say, there's but then nothing to say. It's yeah. like that. Not enough that we can because they're yeah. also different. Like yeah. a Dalmatian and you know a, a bulldog or a Frenchie yeah. or a Chow Chow. Well, exactly. You and they come compare. from such different backgrounds, and they've been bred everywhere in the world. It's it's hard to pinpoint of yeah. what exactly they were yeah. bred for because they weren't bred for in specific for yeah. anything. So it's hard to to that narrow fits down. into the groups that yeah. we talked about. And I think that's the point of it. It's it's just the one if. It's more of check the other groups out first if none of those resonate, you know, resonate or, with you or, or, you know, that's the type of dog you want. Then the only other option is the 
non-sporting group or not a dog at all, I guess, really. No, I think, I think it's important to kind of uh, categorize dogs purely so that you can understand your dog better, mm-hmm. right? Yes, of course. Like if, if you have a sporting dog and it constantly wants to play because it's a retriever, like yeah. it's, you can understand that, but then you can, you know, if this is not a desirable thing, you can kind of work on it, but yeah. still don't be angry if they want to have something in the mouth, yeah, right? Chasing a, a bird, every time they see a bird, they want to chase after it. It's like, well, that's yeah. the type of dog you got. Yeah, it's like you understandable, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, you can... But you can work on it, you yeah. can fix it, so to minimize those instincts yeah. that are inherently in them. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's still there, so yeah. you need to understand that yeah. and be like, okay, like, I get it. That's I've got a bird dog. Yeah. <laughs> it likes birds. Yeah. We're working on it, so it doesn't, like, chase a bird every yeah. time it sees it. But I get why this happens. I think that the understanding bit is probably um, most important. So yeah, on that note, uh, that I think that's it about non-sporting group. Yeah, so that's the seven we went through. So just a, a summary, we have the sporting group, the working dogs, the toy dogs, herding dogs. Toy dogs? No, I said that one. Terriers? Terrier dogs. Toy and terrier, I get mixed up because they're both kind of small. Uh, hound dogs and non-sporting dogs. So yeah, there's the seven. Um so, yeah, I guess just to kind of wrap up this episode. So we kind of wanted to talk about those just so then you can kind of consider the information we gave you. And again, it's kind of surface level. If one of them resonates with you some more, definitely dig deeper into learning about them. We will be talking about each group in some more detail and doing, giving more examples of the dogs, more what they're bred for, potentially health problems. If there is any in those groups, I don't know yet because we haven't done enough research. Um, so definitely something consider. Anything you want to quickly add just on the... No. No? Uh, just also want to remind you, we are still having the giveaway running. Uh, it's still till the end of January 2024. So if you haven't watched the other episodes or didn't enter, uh, you can enter the giveaway. We'll be giving away a t-shirt, a coffee mug for a dog mom or a dog dad, and this cute uh, balloon dog keychain. To enter the giveaway, all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash woofy, which is B-I-T dot L-Y slash W-O-O-F-I. There you can just enter your email address to uh, enter the giveaway. And then we have some other options to get some bonus entries, uh, like subscribing to the show. And actually, yeah, even if you've already entered the giveaway and you haven't subscribed or uh, followed our show, please do. That would uh, be greatly appreciated. So we know you're liking the content so we can keep putting yeah, out some more information. If, you, if like we forgot about something or you have something to add or anything like that, like we are obviously very open to learning and finding out more. Yeah. Uh, and also if you comment on our videos, that gives you some bonus entry points to our giveaway. Yeah. So that's kind of win-win. Yeah. So yeah. And if there's something in a specific group that you want to, you want the world to know and we we didn't cover it not saying we won't cover it but yeah just just comment uh, on the youtube video i'm not sure if there's an option on the audio one yet we'll see depending on by the time this comes out there might be a way to uh, to respond to a comment 
or to ask I'm a sure question. there is something like a little chat box. Yeah, so. I'm not too sure. But definitely the YouTube video and our YouTube channel will be linked in our like kind of page uh, description and all of that kind of stuff. So you can leave a comment. Because, yeah, we would love to know what you have to add. And we will definitely let people know that so-and-so told us this. Just so then if someone else comes at us and we're wrong, then <laughs> we'll blame you. We'll we're be like, kidding. well, so-and-so said that. <laughs> But yeah, we want to thank you for listening and hopefully you uh, you learned something. I mean, we both learned something, even though we even did research about this uh, together, but we, we still learned something as we talked about it. Uh, so we hope you learned something as well. And that's all for this episode. Yes. Thank you so much. And see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.